what it is, dummy? It's another episode of As It Is. I'm your host, Adam. Of course, I'm here with my co-host, Dom. And we have a special episode today. Something big has happened in the world of gaming. You might already know what we're going to talk about. In case you don't, here it is. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 has dropped. Now, you guys may be thinking, am I having deja vu? Didn't there Wasn't there already a Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2? And the answer is yes, there was, about 10 years ago. But now we're back with another Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. We had a bit of a teaser episode last week talking about how excited we were for the game, its potential to ruin lives, and uh, so on and so forth. But today, we've actually had our hands on the full game. Dom specifically has had his hands on it. Mine is downloading as we speak. But I wanted to talk about it with Dom. I wanted to get him on so we could just hear firsthand where is this game? What is it? How is it? Talk to me, Dom. Bro, off of only uh let me let me think about this. About maybe ten plays now. Multiplayer, strictly multiplayer. We're talking here, people. Mm-hmm. I'm not too much of a campaign guy myself. Um off about ten plays, I would say. I- I'm all in, bro. I'm loving it. Um there's not much I have to complain about it outside of things I can't control, which should be the community and the way other people play this game. You know, that's always going to be a problem with Call of Duty, especially these days. Mm-hmm. Everything else, though, I, I'm I'm fucking with, bro. There, I've been seeing a lot of these big name streamers complaining about things that I don't seem to have a problem with yet. Let me let me add that yet. And there's very important for me because my mind can change. But um, no, nah, man, everything. I mean, I, I'll start with the guns, bro. Guns. From what I'm seeing, out of even out of my locked uh, choices, great selections of guns. It's not too flooded with the same guns like certain Call of Duties have done, with the exception of Modern Warfare 2019, because I feel like they did a great job in the inclusions of guns and keeping it fresh. You know, you you don't always want the same guns. You want shit. You want new shit. At least right. me personally, I do. So, right. As far as I'm concerned, right now it's good with that in that area. Maps. If I'm not mistaken, I played about six different maps because i kept getting repeats luckily it was my favorite map i've played so far i got repeats of um oh true i have been yeah i have been a little uh been a little wary though of this this one specific map i keep reading and hearing about from the largest group of players i've ever seen come together as a community and all hate on this one map um it's i don't remember the name of it it's a highway though uh, I yeah. Can this brief. I've seen the layout, bro. It's like if you see the layout of the map. And when I say layout, I'm not talking like a bot in the map going around, roaming around, showing you each corner, each building, each each uh obstacle in the map. No, I'm talking about an above view as if you were looking at a map to go travel. It is literally the absolute worst map design I've ever seen in my life, and I could not believe that it ever got the okay and the go ahead to be placed into this game. Now, once you do see the actual map for itself, you'll even bank on that comment I just made 10 times as hard. It is literally, literally a straight, narrow highway full of 30 to 40 cars all in the street. It literally looks like the aftermath of a zombie apocalypse where everybody just had to kind of panic, get out of their cars, run, do what they were doing. It, it, it It's just, it's, it's a mess, bro. I haven't played on it yet. Thank the... Call of Duty gods for not putting me in a map yet on that match. And I just, I've seen the videos, bro. And it's just, it is a camper's heaven, if you would. It is literally, oh, what should I do? Oh, hold on. I don't have too much of a choice. I'm going to run out, grab my sniper, camp behind the car, mount it. 
you better you better duck, you better dive, you better do whatever you can. I feel like I feel like I'm watching dodgeball right now. That's how it felt, bro. <laughs> like it, it it's so bad, bro. And it's like there's listen, I, I I was sometimes in the minority in certain Call of Duty games with like a few maps that I knew a large uh gathering of the community did not like. But with this, bro, without me even touching this map once, I know I'm in the majority, which I would say is at least 99.9% of players. I haven't seen one person say they like it. So that's something to definitely look out for and be, be I would say, worried about. Try to mm-hmm. stay away from it, bro. Like the bully on the block, you know, get away from that shit. Steer clear. Do what you can. Stay away from that. Outside of that. The um one thing that actually really took me by surprise with this game was the the weapon leveling and how that works in this one. Now, all your other games, if I'm not mistaken, they stuck to the traditional, hey, you're either going to... It, it was first unlocking the gun at your player level, and then when you get the gun, you unlock the gun at the gun's level. This game's a little bit different. They have leveling trees now. So, right. for example, the M4 is the first assault rifle you start off with, and then the this gun called the FSS Hurricane is the first SMG you start off with. And the way this basically works is you unlock certain guns at levels, but then that's the base, they call it. So the M4 has a tree, almost like a skill tree in an RPG game you would see. It starts with the M4, comes down a line, here's another gun you unlock through this, boom, this moves off to another section, another gun you unlock, and they're all in different classes as well. They don't just stay to one specific class, like, you can unlock your machine, your light machine guns through this M4 base tree. You can unlock a, a tactical rifle through this. You can unlock SMGs through it, so I don't know how I feel about it. I think it's good, but um, it's definitely a different approach, and uh, they definitely knocked it out the park with the camo unlock challenges too, because I think they know they got a little out of hand in these last few games. Where, what was it? Uh, I think it's Dark Ether was the name of the uh, the one in Modern Warfare or the Vanguard, one of those games. And the fucking way you have to unlock this was unlocking every single weapon skin in every weapon class. So it's not just couple of guns boom i can you know you can't just get your m4 to this last camo or mm-hmm. whatever gun it may be you're trying to grind for bro you gotta literally every ar boom every smg boom every sniper boom even the fucking launchers shotguns and i'm like dude this is gonna be like a year's worth of my time with right now playing this game i'm like i don't i can't Holy do this shit. Shit. it's a cool looking camo don't get me wrong but the amount of time you got to put out there i'm like nah miss me with that bro i'll stick to my my couple gold guns that i got I'm cool with that. I don't need to show my time I can play with this. And I definitely don't have access to an unlock tool. Like, I feel as though a lot of these big-time streamers have. But that's another right. that's another subject. You know, we, we can whoa, get whoa, on whoa. that a different day. No, no. Let's... let's uh, what is an unlock tool? I've never even heard of that. So, literally, I, I know, it, you know, for anybody who's not too far into the gaming world or may not have too much knowledge of it and the lock tool is exactly what it sounds like you get access to this it's a hack it's something you download it's a program to download uh if i'm not mistaken i think you can only do this on pc i don't know if you can do it on console i'm sure i'm wrong because i've seen multiple hacks on both systems but Mm. it's basically something you a program you download and it like just unlocks all the camels all the attachments everything for your guns and it's crazy to me because damn you're not there's no authenticity if you if you're like trying to be out here being a content creator, to me, this right. is how I feel. There's no authenticity if if you know 
people see you with this camo. Now, I'm sure you remember this in the older Call of Duties, depending on how far back you went. Like, if you're playing, for example, at the time Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2 was out, Fall Camo was the absolute last camo you got on your guns. And it was it was a beautiful yeah. camo, bro. It was like it was like an army fatigue, but the color assortment they used for it was just perfect. And it wasn't the hardest to get, but you knew if you killed somebody, picked their weapon up, and they had that, you were like, oh, okay, this guy, this guy put some time in on his weapons. Like, it, it kind of mm-hmm. meant something at the time, you know? Mm-hmm. But with the introduction of these unlock tools, and I'm not even too sure myself how long they've been out, so that kind of goes to say, or goes to show with itself, but I've been seeing, like, streamers jokingly poke fun at saying they use unlock tools, and then it comes out with a lot of these people actually were using them, and... To me, it's like, okay, man, you're a content creator. I get it, you know. I get it. You know, you want that. You don't want to have to go grind so much time if you're already so good at the game just to do these things, especially with, I get it, the launchers, your pistols, things that are way harder to come across camels with. But at the same time, I'm not one to just forgive or overlook something like that, especially, like I said, if you're a content creator. It's like, you're mm-hmm. not you're not fully true to the game the way you're making it seem like in all your videos, all the content right. you're putting out. It's like, okay, you know. And then that also leads me to question, I know that's something way smaller, but then that leads me to question, okay, well, you have access to an unlock tool that comes from a lot of these same websites that provide hacks. <sighs> and then, right. you know, like I said, that that's that's... That's a whole other argument, but it's like, you know, that, that I'm, I start to question that. And I'm not one of these people out here that's like, oh, I'm so good at the game. Every time I die, somebody's hacking. He had to have been hacking. Came. I'm not like that. I'm, I'm very humble when it comes to that. I will literally say as I get shit on in the game, wow, that kid just shit on me. He's cold. He's good. Like, I have no reason. I'm not a liar. I would definitely not lie to myself before anybody else. So, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not cool with that shit, but... To each his own. People are okay with what they do. I, you know, what the who the fuck am I to them? You know, right. <laughs> well, I think I see what you're saying about streamers, and th- when you're saying you're dedicated to a game, but you're really just using a fucking hack to get all the shit that you're getting. Like, how dedicated are you really, and like, how good are you really? You know, that yeah. puts into question so much about uh, like a streamer's ability. Because it's like the best way to, I guess, assess whether or not somebody's good is like, what do they have? Like, what does their loadout look like? You know, mm-hmm. and I mean, obviously, there's some people that whatever, they may not customize their gun a ton and still be super good. But really, I mean, anybody that's super good is going to have kind of a specific gun, a specific look to their gun, particular loadout. You know, it's yeah. kind of a way to judge people. So if that's all screwed up, like, what do I really know about this person who claims to be a good gamer? But I guess then that puts into the question, like, what are we watching them for, really? Are we watching them because they're good at gaming or are we watch them just because they're good at making content that surrounds the gaming? Right. So and that's where the argument can kind of like... You know, get right. get a little separated if you would. You know, you can kind of. Oh, do we lose him? Do we lose Dom? This happens once an episode, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what to tell you. Dom's got to turn. Yeah, uh, I, your I don't know what that was. <laughs> I think I don't even think I got a call that time, bro. I think that was my headphones. Uh, they kept beeping for a second, but no. I mean, like uh, I said, true, it's true. not like. It's not like the biggest deal to me. Like, okay, for example, we're boys, you know. If you were a PC mm. player and you use an unlock tool, I'm not gonna be like, Oh, you're a fucking hacker. Oh, I'll, you're not gonna <laughs> game. 
it's just it just when it comes down to you know getting your recognition from certain things in the game and people believing a certain agenda uh, uh, as according mm. to your content and the the line that those follow that's when it's kind of like okay you know you're you know nobody here knows what's really on your program what you got open and your tools and whatnot so mm-hmm. like i said it's not the biggest deal to me I, me personally i you know i'm a console player if i had an unlock right. tool best believe your ass i'm using it I, right. i'm not shitting on nobody that uses them but it's it is what it is you know there's a certain time and place for it i guess yeah no of course there is a, that, that's that's a good sort of middle ground to take on it that there's a certain time and place for when that's appropriate but if you're banking your whole streaming i guess uh persona off of how good you are at a game but you're using unlock tools then you're kind of a fraud yeah because you're not getting it the true way bro it's like right i don't know man it's just weird it's like if you're if you're uh if you're in fashion let's say for example right Mm -hmm. and you're out here banking on the fact that you're this creative designer and you're doing all this stuff but we come to find out sometime down the line somebody's been giving you all your uh, fashion sense when it comes to dressing and whatnot. Then it's kind of like, whoa, whoa, we gotta, we gotta take a step back here. Right. Like, where did this right. start? Where does it end? You know? Where does it start exactly? So, uh, what other? I mean, have you sn- ran into any hackers or any like obvious like aim bots or anything? Or has the game been pretty tight since you've been playing it? Um, overall, it's been tight. Now, there was one game I played, me and my brother Ron, uh, yesterday during the day we played. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm the first to admit that I can be wrong in a lot of situations where I think I'm right at the time being. You give me a little time to go back mm-hmm. and look on it and think about it, then, you know, my the, the true answer can become more clear for me. But during this one specific game, there was something weird that I seen. And it was another point I was going to make on the game if I would make a bad point from what I've seen and what I've seen a majority of people talking about was... This one kid in specific, he was he was playing a little good. Now, I hate that I have this mindset these days because I am aware of hacking that if somebody's doing like excessive, if they're like excessively playing good, unfortunately, mm-hmm. that thought starts to like kind of take over my head. Not that they are hacking, but that there is the possibility. This one kid was playing and it was like, I, I look for a little shit. I notice like snaps. I notice like if somebody's running, I don't hear the the uh, in-game voice say enemy UAV and they don't have anything right. like a heartbeat sensor and they just turn around instantly and look at me and shoot me when I haven't even stepped or taken a shot myself. I mm. get a little, you know, I'm, I'm, I get a little suspicious. So this kid right. did that on a few different kill cams of me killing him or him killing me. And I'm like, damn, how the fuck did this guy know where I was for one, two? How did he hear me? Three, mm-hmm. how was there literally zero recoil with his gun? Now, here's the point I wanted to make about the game. I've been seeing a lot of us uh, because, like I said, I'm still fresh in this. I'm only 10 games in, which is nowhere near a lot. And I've been seeing a lot of these streamers talk about, like, the majority of them have been playing the game and not and using very minimal attachments on their guns because I guess that's one bad thing they did with this game is that a lot of these attachments take too much away for what you gain while placing that. So a lot of people have been huh. saying they're not using too many attachments on their guns. Now, I don't know how I feel about that personally because... You know, this is a first-person shooter. This is an online game. The attachments are everything on your gun. Nobody's playing yeah. high-ranked or or uh, high levels of skill with just nothing on their gun. It, it's it's almost impossible to do, at least from what we're used to. So, right, I, right. into, I read, read into a little bit of that, and I'm lucky because the way I have my guns built right now, I'm satisfied with them. But I actually just found out you can fine-tune your guns once you max out the level. Yeah. You can do this thing yeah. called fine-tuning where you go in. And you, I guess, 
basically add to very specific areas of the performance of the gun to make it better for your play style as opposed to only being only having the access of the attachments they give you. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I kind of like that. I'm, I'm excited to see if it's going to work out for me. But like I said, the majority of these people I'm, I'm seeing are saying it's bad. So to tie that back into why I thought the kid could have been hacking was he had full attachments on his gun. wasn't the highest level, not meaning mm-hmm. he couldn't have had it maxed out. But it, like I said, it raised my suspicion. And I, I could very well be wrong. He could just be really good at the game. I know there's way... There's a lot more people that are better than me at this game nowadays, especially as opposed to back then, I feel. So it's hard to say. It's a toss-up for me, but it could have been hacking. More than likely, it wasn't, but that was the one and only thing i seen. Now, if you if you want to you wanna go off of like odds and probability, out of the amount of games that I played, that was 10% of the time I caught what I would have thought was a hacker if it was. So... Right now, that probability is not looking too good, Modern Warfare 2, if it keeps happening. So we'll have to take a look back in this, honestly. Right, right. Yeah, I think when you start out with a game, like, of course, we all know the t- the, the horrible, tragic story of Battlefield 2042. Oh, where, God. You know, you, you're waiting forever for a game to come out. There's so much hype around it. It's supposed to be the best game ever. All the signs are pointing to it being like a triple A great game. And then it comes out and it's unplayable. That's kind of the worst case scenario. But, you know, one of the good things about Call of Duty, as much as I may dislike some of the other titles in the Call of Duty universe, I have to give them they're good at launching a game. They're good at getting a game out and getting it playable. Is it perfect? No. And that's just how the nature of, you know, game launches are is they are going to put it out before it's fully ready. It's just, they've that's been, yeah, they've been yeah. doing that shit, bro. And especially with like, like today's day, today's age, this new generation, like when it comes to media consumption, this is actually a really bad thing. In my opinion, when it comes to media consumption, they just want what, what's first. doesn't right. matter. Like anything else that, that should come with that, like, like truth behind it. Um, maybe them actually backing their game the way that they said they would. Like there's a number of things that fall into this, but it's actually a really bad thing because for me, the most important thing for an online game specifically is the launch and getting that game out there. That is one of the most important things because here's how this works, at least from my own personal Hold on experience. Hold on. Hold on down. My, my pizza's here. Okay. Keep going with this. Um, it'll just take a second. Keep yeah, going with this sure, though. Sure. No, yeah. All so right. like, the most important thing in my head with a lot of these online games, like I was saying, is just you got to have a good startup. You got to have a good rollout. You got to catch people's eyes with things. I would say at least within that first month of the game releasing, here's why. You got to figure you're going to have one of three people that you're going to want to have with the audience of your game and people that know about it. You're going to obviously want first and foremost is your hardcore, your diehard fans, people that have been waiting on these games automatically. You're going to want those people who are possibly just a little interested from the little bit of whatever they have seen of your game, whatever advertisings, gameplay trailers, release trailers, drops, whatever it is. That's your second. Your third, and this might be the most most crucial, not most important, most crucial one you want are the people who are now not now, who aren't interested in the game. Those are the three uh, th- three things you want to tackle. Here's why. Your super diehard fans, of course, they're going to get the game off of whatever they see. It doesn't matter if it's minimal, maximum. If they've seen a little bit a lot, they're gonna want, you're going to want them always. 
people who may be interested, you know, those aren't going to be people too hard to sway because they already have shown little interest in your game. So maybe throw a little couple of things in there with your rollout. Of course, they're going to get them on board. What you want to tackle is that last group of people I said, people who are just uninterested in the game. Now, why is the rollout so important for those people? Well, if you have your whole community, you got everybody talking about your game and any aspect of the game being very well or very well thought out, if it's your graphics, the gameplay itself, the accessibility in the game, the customization, specifically with this kind of game, that's who you want to get in there because that's everybody now. You're not just tackling your target audience. You're getting everybody to come to your game. So a rollout, like I said, bro, with an online game, that is the most important thing for them to keep their game being played. Have it be played in the first place. Not even just keep it be played. Have it be played in the first place. And like I said, you want to, you want to keep a strong core a group of people playing your game because what are these guys in it for before anything else? It's money, bro. It's a business. I can't be mad at these guys, but at the same time, it's like, how are we going to do this? And I, you, you're very right. Infinity Ward, Activision, Treyarch, they are very good with these because we're still, what is this? It's 2022, bro. Call of Duty is still the number one FPS out. So obviously, like you said, they know what they're doing. They got the formula down, at least for their rollout. So I, I'm with you on that, bro, for sure. I think, I think a lot of game a lot of game companies sorry guys i'm eating pizza here um a lot of game companies i think they don't realize what they're doing when they gamble like that when they release a game that's not fully complete that it doesn't matter how I guess, uh, what's the word? Familiar the name might be the name recognition or how great the last title was. Nothing rides on that. The game is only as good as its launch. I mean, we've seen that happen with Battlefield. I mean, Battlefield is older than Call of Duty. It has quite possibly, especially when it comes to PC gamers, a a very, very (laughs) dedicated core group of people that are going to play that game. And I mean, the numbers tell the story. You saw how quickly the community, the online community, just evaporated from 2042 when it came out because of how bad it was. So it didn't matter that it had all of this history behind it, and it was a game that so many people had enjoyed in the in the past. In that moment, it was not a good game, and so people stopped playing it. And I think uh, a lot of a lot of AAA titles. Um, could possibly suffer the same fate. But as we are seeing with Call of Duty right now, they learned, they watched, they saw what happened with DICE, and they said, we're at least going to make this game playable when people get it. You know, we're at least, it's not perfect, it's going to have its kinks, but we're going to make it so that people can play the game and enjoy it from the first day that they get it. They don't have to wait for endless update after update just to get into a lobby that stands, you know, that's, that can stay, uh, uh, you know, connected for more than 20 seconds. No, for sure. bro. I'll be the first to tell you, like, you, you know, from our previous talks on and off the air, I mean, you, you know how I feel about call of duty. I've already told you it's had this like hold on my heart forever, like for the longest time. And I'll be the first to admit this. Back when the first few trailers dropped for the new Battlefield for 2042, I, I'm talking to my brother who's a diehard Battlefield fan. I'm like, bro, I think this is going to be the game where they trump Call of Duty finally. Literally, I, I was all on board with with their trailers. Like in, in any aspect, they at least got their trailers down, which like like we just said is nowhere near enough to have because you gotta right. have 
only only like so much to keep the people satisfied with these games. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not a game developer. I probably have not a damn clue about how much work it comes into making a game, <laughs> having it out, and releasing right. it. But at the same time, I'm a consumer, so I do have some say. So I feel, and honestly, bro, if you can't if you can't provide at least enough for that like first half a year of the game to stay up, keep it up and run, and keep it running well, smooth enough for a good enough amount of people to stay with it you kind of lose bro and it's like we we almost you almost never see games come back from a downfall like we've seen with battlefield now one exception i'll give that i've honestly seen actually bounce back and and really garnish a larger following they started with was cyberpunk cyberpunk was was really yeah bro believe it or not about that because i I don't know that story um i haven't played too much cyberpunk myself but this was this was the game that this was the breakthrough. This was going to be the next game to like really, really get people talking about like how Elden Ring was. Like, there's not too many games that really come in, stick their foot in the door, and then just blow that fucking door down and keep it that way. And and you know they stay and stand the tall test of being talked about for years and years. So the main problem with Cyberpunk was this: every single video that we were seeing with this game you knew you could give it the title next gen game now a lot of these other games they release they still come out on the older systems the last generations whatever it is and they still play just as well they come up just as fine the only difference really is a little bit of performance differences and graphics this game though uh i'm sure you're familiar with with the developer cd project red you know they're behind games like the witcher um what else did they make they made a few other games i can't think of all the top of my head but their problem with this was they released this game and as long as it took also let me mention that this game has been in development for i could be wrong i want to say close to around six to eight years which again i'm not a game developer but six to eight years to me sounds like a shit ton of time to make sure you don't got a goddamn problem with your game (laughs) i mean we got developers making games in a year who were functioning better but there was terrible performance issues on the older uh, last generation consoles, like unplayable, bro. Like you, you would be playing it and it would be so laggy. It would like, like frame rates would drop beyond belief from what kind of technology we have it today to where the game literally became unplayable for a lot of people. Even on the wow. PC port of this game, it was unplayable. People were lagging all day. Their games were glitching. Their game wouldn't even respond to things that they were doing in ways. And like, it just for as wow. much hype was there. I'm telling you, bro, I was so hyped for this game. Like, like it was just, it was literally the cross and the mesh of so many different game styles without them doing too much within their game. With every trailer you've seen, the accessibility in the game, bro, just the pre- preferences, everything you could do. It was just, it was, it was mind blowing, bro, because few to few to no games really have actually shown that they were going after that to try to tackle it and even fewer have actually tackled it with full force and really executed the plan well and i'm telling you bro it it was like it was like the perfect looking game in any kind of gamer style unless you're the type of person who's strictly sports or racing if you're even racing fans i heard that the the car system in that is, is actually really good but they ended up bouncing back, bro, and it was crazy because over the the year or two, I think it's been off for two years now, maybe a year, maybe a year. Over the year of them, and I, and I want to give them high credit, high praise because you could tell that this was actually a company who was reading 
all the feedback they were getting. They weren't like EA who were just like, oh, we're going to keep this out. We don't give a fuck what you guys <laughs> yeah. have to say about it. Play the all game right. or shut up, you know? They kept it all up, right. and, bro, they, they were releasing update after update, fixing every little bug, every little performance issue, like, that you could have seen, thought of in the game, whatever it was. They bounced right. back, and what added a little bit to their bounce back also and you know me and you are gonna of course love to hear this is that cyberpunk mm. anime they actually seen right. a surge after the anime dropped in their player base a huge surge after that was out and they jumped back to it if i'm not mistaken it it gathered oh. a higher number than they had on their release day if i'm not mistaken so they, they that's like i said that's one example of a company actually being able to bounce back off of a terrible terrible launch but you know, like I said, it's few to none with that situation. I haven't seen many myself actually, like, you know, come back, rise from the dead, if you will. So, I don't know. EA, yeah. get your shit together, because for a long time, <laughs> we loved you guys, but we don't know what the fuck you guys have been doing these last five to six years with your games. So, quit worrying about it, microtransactions, yeah. please. Please, just make a game that's playable. I mean, yeah. they totally lost the plot, but no, I think uh, I heard that uh, Cyberpunk was the only game uh, upon upon its launch that actually got removed from the PS network, PlayStation network, yeah, because it was, it was so bad, unplayable. It was that so bad. Was, people were like literally threatening to sue because it was like fraud. It was like this was. You can't even play the game. Literally, there's yeah, no better I way mean, to explain that as fraud. Like they literally, they were, bro, they were refunding people their money for the game. Now, I don't know if you know, Microsoft and PlayStation kind of keep the uh, the same general rule. Like they'll let you do like one return after a while of you purchasing a game mm -hmm. to get your money back, but they don't do it often. And they were offering, mm -hmm. they took it off of Steam, bro. It, like you said, they put they pulled it off the PlayStation Network. Like it was that bad. It was like some games can be bad yeah. but still playable. This was bad and unplayable. So you yeah. check those two off on your list. It's like oh, just throw that shit in the garbage, bro. Get it out of my right. Story. Right. Wow. So you said the anime came out that brought a lot more, I guess, attention to the game, and then people started playing it. And I guess as people were playing it more, they were listening to the community patching the the problems with the game, and then it slowly started to become a game i guess yep. is what you're saying yeah yeah for sure yeah. bro i was wow. glad to see okay. that's what brought it back honestly you know the huge fan of anime i am so it's like fuck yeah right. bro maybe maybe a few more games that could be adapted into an anime hey guys Pavel Stewart. right yeah i mean there's so many so many games that you you could see that happening with but i think uh from what i heard about um cyberpunk is that it had such an immersive story and world that it kind of begged to be an anime like there yeah. was just so much that you could do with it yeah i think that's really cool and i think when you can see a game that's so well written you kind of see where the development time went like maybe not so much in the mechanics of the game but possibly the presentation of the storyline and they may have just dropped the ball with actually getting it to be what it's supposed to be which is a game first and a story second you know yeah fuck and i yeah, think that's kind of uh, oh yeah, no. I was just gonna say, like, I think that's kind of uh, going back to Call of Duty. What makes Call of Duty such a unique game is that you know when you're talking about a game that can do both, be a, a good, interesting story, you know, not the greatest written piece of you know uh, fiction you've ever seen, but a blockbuster game in very much the sense of the word in terms of excitement, keeping you on the you know edge of your seat with the campaign, making it truly an experience. You know, like one of the things I remember about the old Call of Duties, 
um, before I got into uh, pretty heavily into multiplayer was I would just sit there and play the campaign all the way through in one sitting, you know, when you get the game, you know, that's just, it was like watching a five, six hour long movie that you got to play in. And there were some really memorable moments, you know, uh, and I think very few games can pull that off successfully. And when they do, they're kind of just copying the Call of Duty formula, like big action set pieces, you know, big uh, sort of explosive moments. And that's kind of what keeps Call of Duty as, as the sort of number one shooting title is that it can balance, you know, uh, a story with a great playable game. You yeah, know. hell yeah, bro. Yeah, no, they definitely bank off, like, majority of Call of Duties have definitely banked off of the past ones, with the exceptions of maybe your Advanced Warfare, Infinite Warfare, and I would say Black Ops 3 with the introduction of the exosuits and the kind of, mm. like, base theme, if you would, the, like, futuristic, like, oh, you know, we're 100 years into the future, this is what we do now, but you're, you're for sure right, especially especially campaign-wise, because... I mean, in, in no way am I am I trashing them or or talking bad about it, but a lot of the campaign you can only do so much. I feel like when it comes to a a war based game, if you would, when we're strictly talking right. about this campaign, because that's what it is. Um, yeah, I mean they've had the like you know the inclusions of past characters being back in the newer stories and things like that. So there's only like I said, no, so only only so much to go off of with it still being good and acceptable, but. Yeah, bro. I mean, I I'm with you. I used to be the same way. Campaign used to be number one for me, then multiplayer, and that shit changed up real quick for me. I'm a I'm a straight multiplayer game or a multiplayer yeah. guy when it comes to Call of Duty now. I think as you get older, you just kind of want that quick hit of a game. You don't really have the patience to, you know, trudge through a storyline and watch, you know, cut scenes and get involved with the characters. That's very much like a I, I would say like a very teenage adolescent sort of thing. You know, it's the same reason why it always boggles my mind that like grown adults can watch superhero movies because it's like this shouldn't be something that you can relate to anymore. You know, this no, is no at all. <laughs> this is no longer meant for you. This was meant for 14 to 17 year old boys. Yeah. And you know, when you're playing multiplayer, you're really playing as you, you know, you're the character now, you know, yeah. you, it's, it's kind of making your own story with it. And uh, I think Call of Duty makes it so competitive and so uh, addicting, really, that you just want to immerse yourself in that sort of self narrative that you can get in, in a multiplayer match. Um, and uh, yeah, there's very few games, I feel like that can that can bring that level of immersion to a multiplayer experience um, yeah. like Call of Duty can. No, yeah. and there's like this, like, I don't know, man. It's I'm not like a... I'm not like a super competitive person. I would never brand myself as one, but for some reason, bro, like when, when Call of Duty is on my mind, when, I, when I'm going home and wanting to play something to feel that sense of competitiveness, of course, that's the first thing, and there's something with Call of Duty specifically that like just it really, really brings that shit out of me. Now, I'm not saying I'm competitive... To the point of like you know i've seen i've seen people run with their squads and like get mad as fuck like bro what the fuck are you doing you need to be over here you need to be watching this spot you're not giving us enough room to rotate i don't get that far into it but definitely with their multiplayer over any other kind of multiplayer game not even just secluding it to first person shooters anything else nothing really hits like call of duty nothing hits like shitting on a team nothing hits like you know getting on your kill streaks calling in a whole bunch of or yeah, calling in a whole bunch of kill streaks, like whatever it may be, nothing right. really hits like that. So they they definitely 
apart from other games, they do something really well and they do something very different, yet not too outside the box of what you would expect in these kind of games, you know? Very true. Very true. And I was just thinking when you were saying, like, not too many games have that sort of team spirit. You're right, except for one game. And it's crazy that this game hasn't joined the AAA status world that it really deserves to be in and that it used to be in. But Gears of War, man. Do you remember Gears oh of War? Oh, my God, bro. Gears of War. 10 out of 10 now games. That's, yeah, I, I 10 love, out of 10. I give Epic Games the so much credit. First, not only with their games that they made, but they're, that's another company I actually do hold in high regards because that, amongst any other... A uh, company I have seen when it comes to fan reception and, and making sure their game checks out all the time and keeping up with it, they're, they're second to none in my book. And, and I hate to use this game as like the base point of my argument, but Fortnite, bro, I was never yeah. the biggest, I was never a huge Fortnite fan ever, ever. I mean, I had my, my period of time where I was playing it again because also shout out to Fortnite for this reason alone. Fortnite actually got me back out of this like, I'm not playing any multiplayer game online funk that I was in, if you would call it that. Mm. It got me back into it. Gave me that that same feeling of, you know, you're in high school, you're in middle school. It's a Friday. Mm. You know, you don't right. have no plans for the weekend. You're coming home. All the boys. Oh, shit. We lost you again, Dom. We lost you again, my guy. Brought that Thank back into me. And like, did we? Yeah. The fuck, yeah, I lost bro. You. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you said it brought, brought, brought me back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, bro. And like, like. I give them a lot of a lot of props because, bro, like that is one game I can say that in Gears of War, I have literally, bro, one one time have I ever seen anything that you could call or label as hacking in Fortnite. There was one time a player, somebody was playing, I, I was getting shot from somewhere. I kept hearing shots, wasn't seeing anything, and knew it was real close to me because of how close the sounds were. Dude was invisible. That was the one and only time I ever seen anything like that. Gears of War. I, I didn't get heavy into Gears of War until I would say the end of the third game. Um, and that was really because, like, I remember how, first off, how breathtaking and how blown away I was at the first Gears of War dropping. At that time, yeah, that game had the absolute 100 best, like 100% best graphics to me. Nothing even yes. came close with yes. their lighting. The way the way like the road would look if it was raining, the way the light would shine off your armor, like every last little detail we could have been asking for at that time of games being out, nothing else even came close to me. And this was we're talking Xbox 360, bro. We're not even talking about two fucking systems later. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, so and they, they, just, they knocked it out the park. And not just any Xbox 360. This was a release of the Xbox yes. 360 game. So yes. you got your Xbox 360. And I think I've told this story before on other podcasts, but one memory of mine that sticks out that really defines next gen video games for me was I was going over at my friend Davin's house. Shouts out to Davin. He listens to the show. I was going oh, over yeah, my friend Davin. Davin's house and he was like, yo, I just got the new Xbox. Come over. I got this game. It's called Gears of War. I had heard about Gears of War, so I was super excited to see him play it. I walk upstairs into his room and he's already playing it. And I remember seeing the scales on the back of a uh of a locust and being like is that a cutscene? and i'm seeing right. him using the the fucking using his controller to move it around and i was floored i was like this is the greatest graphics presentation i have ever seen in my life and i was stuck like i could not play that game for days because of just how 
impressive the presentation was and how cinematic it made itself like the co-op campaign split screen fucking yeah. timeless timeless it was like you're Gears playing a movie at times bro literally yeah. and i know to anybody who's not too much in the media too much in the technology if you don't know what i mean by that go look up videos go go do some research see what that means because that's 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 a dime a dozen game, bro. You you don't get many yeah. games that make you feel like that. Well, like you said, yeah. your cinematics, your visuals, but Gears of War, bro. For that being a title that came out in, if I'm not mistaken, I think the first Gears dropped in 2008. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. at the time, yeah. bro, like I said, they they like like I said earlier, bro, they they kicked the fucking door in and they blew that bitch off the hinges because mm-hmm. it was so original, bro. I have not, I had never played a game at that point that that really struck me like Gears outside of the graphics the the story the i remember story. seeing the locust bro and you have, you have this sense of fear in your heart coming against yeah. this thing because of their voices how big and bulky they are white skin yeah. pale these strong yeah. motherfuckers like shit, shit you would see out of an anime or something you know to get this yeah. in a game and have them be so like breathtaking like like ground stomping these guys where it was just like oh my god bro what is this i want to kill these motherfuckers i want to eradicate the world of these guys and 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 just the brutality of the game mixed with the incredible mechanics. I mean, just the fluidity with which you could play the game, like fast loading as you're jumping, you know, shooting. It just it lended itself to long playthroughs because it was so uncumbersome. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, that was one. It, this one of the few games where. Um, now there's not only so many games. Of course, this is this is going to only be within the realm of multiplayer games, online games that. The the creators left and kept a mechanic that was introduced and created by the players solely and left that in the game and even fine-tuned it and branched on that and even made it better with the further titles to come, and that's wall bouncing. Again, yeah. for anybody that's listening to this, if you don't know what wall bouncing is or if you don't know what a in-game player mechanic is, it is something that was not necessarily intended for the game to work with or react to in such a positive way that helped you in the game. Wall bouncing is now you can take cover in this game and it's not the same as taking cover in other games. This is a game where as long as you're within distance from a wall or a piece of a rock, a tree, if you would, a steel beam, anything that in real life you could actually take cover on, you hit your A button, your guy turns his back to it and slides to it. Now, what do players find out how to do with this? A wall bounce is a cancel of you taking cover so as your guy is sliding in taking cover now to an online pvp standpoint if i'm so far from this wall and another player is good enough to tell i'm a distance to wall bounce to that he's nine times out of ten at least at the time at the introduction of wall bouncing he's thinking i'm sliding to that to take cover no mm-hmm. as you're taking cover you cancel it you hit down your guy stops you know now what is it where, where, where do you get the advantage of that well you want to kind of trick your opposing player into thinking you're going there so he's lining up his shot to meet with you at the wall but what you do is within your cancel you stop flick your stick back to aim at him boom now you got the one up on him because he just missed the shot oh shit almost fucking myself up in the hypeness of talking about gears um yeah so you're you're uh you're canceling that. You're tricking him into thinking you're going to be in one spot. You don't go to that spot. He misses his shot. There's an amount of time in between each shot with the shotguns. Now you got the advantage on him. Now he's wide open. He's got to either dive out the way, try to run out the way, whatever it is. But majority of the time, you're getting your shot off. So, yeah, man, they like I said, Gears, Gears is the game I will always love. I always will have it in my heart. And they, again, Epic, 
that's your best game you guys have made by a landslide. So it's really a piece of art, you know, it really is a a game of games. And uh, it's just not common anymore to get a game that's just as fully developed and as clearly packaged and as just like unique as a Gears of War. And I guess at the time we kind of intuitively knew like, wow, this is definitely a once in a generation game. There really yes. won't be too many Gears of Wars that are going to drop anytime soon. And we no. were right. <laughs> we were definitely I'm hoping right. they do, but yeah. we're gonna have to see, bro. Because I, I won't lie to you, bro. Like I said, towards the end of three is when I got into them, but four was the one that had its hold on me. That was a game that got me out of. No, let me sound like I wanted to get out of it, but got me out of playing a lot of other games I had in my library, bro. Because there was just this like everlasting like feeling of need to play this game because of how everything was so good, like anything. That was already perfect in the third one they added. And like I said, they fine-tuned a few more things and then just made it that much better. And it was just, like like I said, bro, for those that don't know, Gears is a third-person shooter. This is not a first-person game like I said I was so heavy into. This is a third-person with, of course, aim-down sights is, is accessible in the game, but it's not the same kind of aim-down that you have in your other games outside of a sniper. You're still in third-person mode while aiming down, so... You know, some people might think that comes with slower movement or clunkier playtime, whatever it may be. It's it's the opposite, bro. This is like like me and Adam are saying, this is the perfect game. It is it is one of those things that you can actually brand as that. And I don't feel like you're gonna have too many opposers with that statement. I don't at least. No, I mean it just goes to show you, like by when Gears Three was out, people were still playing Gears One. You could still get into a serious lobby of yeah. people playing Gears One just because it was that good. Like you really can't repeat that kind of excellence too often. So yeah, I mean when you talk about a launch game, when you talk about something that really is perfect coming out of the gate, I mean how many there weren't updates back then. You release a game, that's just the game. You know, you yeah. can't really get too much more out of it. You know, it's uh it's it's incredible to see the level of precision and skill that that went into making games like that and how we just don't really see that that much anymore. We still see games that are great and like Call of Duty, like you're saying, and I'll be able to talk next episode after I play it. But uh, you know, there are games that definitely do it right, but there are very few games that do it perfectly. And yeah. I think Gears of War really was that game that did it perfectly in our generation. But uh, yeah, we're we're pretty much up uh, up on our time right now. Was there anything? Yes, was there any other topics you wanted to talk about, or anything else we got? Um, no, nothing that would you know, nothing that would be too important or too heavy on my mind that we couldn't do till next episode. Um, okay. Uh, I am going to be doing some catching up actually on a few of these newer shows that I've been uh fiending to watch for if you would so i think yeah I, I can save it i can save it this time okay yeah let's do more anime heavy episode next time uh i'm gonna definitely start watching chainsaw man i think enough episodes are out now that i can binge it properly so yeah man let's let's save it for next episode and i guess we'll just call this one uh call of gears because we talked yes. about call of Duty hand gears <laughs> yes i like that hell yeah so all right man well this has been another episode of, of uh, As It Is. I hope you guys enjoyed it.